Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I feel like I've just seen you. Yes. When we just had dinner. Yes. And you, then before that, when we worked out in the garage. You Yes. And before that, when we went and saw Ant-Man a couple days ago. Yes. <laughs> you do know you're the most consistent person outside of, uh, like, that I don't live with that I see. Same. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. More so than my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I see you as much as... I see you more than I see... No, I see you as much as I see my mother. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. You're like a son to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> that look... <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. We, uh, we're obviously going to be talking about Ant-Man today on the show. I have some interesting... Uh, takes. Takes and facts to share with you. Ooh, baby. Um, but you also have some um, some mind wanderings here. No, do I? You sure do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, I got scared for a second. I swiped over and it said, Chris, I thought I wrote these. <laughs> and I went, Am I done now? But no, those ones are you. Um We'll do one of those, and I think one of those is very... One of them will segue, I yes, think. Yes, I think that's the one we should do. Uh, it's called... You wrote down cookouts in movie theaters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, a, like a nice neighborhood barbecue Yes, at the theater. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know those little get-togethers you have with everybody at the movie theater? Talk to me about this. Yes. So, I saw a movie... Um, I saw Ant-Man yeah. uh, and the Wasp and the Quantum Ants on... Mm-hmm. Uh, Earlier this week. Do you remember the name of it? Quantumania. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> and while we were sitting and waiting, um, I was very happy when I booked the tickets because at the time, not a lot of people were were booked and it was so nice and empty to the point that when we walked and we turned the corner and we saw the theater, I made a little happy yelp. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I went, <laughs> and you went, what? And I said, look, it's empty. And you said, yep. And I just, I was bounding up the stairs looking, and you said, it's F, buddy. And I said, yep, we're we're section F. Here we are. I was so happy. You were like a kid who is too excited to focus. And you were like, huh, and you were looking at the floor, and you're like looking at the seats, and you look back at me, and I just said, it's F. We're going to F. You're in D right now. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. I was so excited because there was nobody there except for four people behind us. <laughs> Go to the bathroom before the movie yeah. starts, okay? Because I don't want you going in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there were four people behind us, right yes. behind us. Yes. But it was one of the big luxury loungers, XD. XD Cinemark. Situations, yeah. yeah. And so we had some time because I think it, we had maybe five minutes before it started. The actual show time began. Yeah. And I was sitting there, getting comfortable, <laughs> getting ready, and I was just, as always, I say this every time we watch a movie and we have a spoiler cast afterwards, I always say, ooh, I hope it doesn't get crowded, mm-hmm. and I hope we don't have horrible people in our movie theater. Yeah. On cue, <laughs> coming around the, the stairwell, I saw lots of heads. Yeah. And I went, oh, great. A whole nother family. Yes. I went, oh, family. And I went, ugh, okay, whatever, it's fine, hopefully... They're a well-behaved family. And as they were all sitting down in front of us, in a row in front of us, I guess we'll call just the father um, of that family, wearing a hoodie and a hat, looked up behind us to the original family behind us and said something like, Blah, blah, and said something to those lines. Yeah. And the, I was, I was going to imitate him. It was just, oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> 
and the people behind us went, oh, it's a hubla hubla. And they were like, yeah, whoa, how you do? I didn't know you'd be here. Yeah. So we're in F. The people, the original people are behind us in G. These people are, these people are down in D and they're yelling their conversation over trailers around us. Yes. Through us. Through us. Over us. Over us. <laughs> to the point where the family started getting up yeah. to go converse in person, which they fucking did. In the hallway, in the stairs. Not even the hallway. Right in front of us. They yeah. came down on the side where you see the sections, and they gathered as a group and began just fucking chatting. Hey, how's the wife and kids? Yeah. Like, <laughs> full on. So, okay. So that's what you mean by a cookout. You're, uh... You're reconnecting with your old pals in the middle of this dark theater. Yeah, this was, yes, just, and I remember just thinking, there's no way they could do this the whole time, but like. It's off to a bad start. It's off to a really bad start. This is not a good sign. It's a really <laughs> bad start. Yeah. And I just wanted to know your thoughts, because I didn't say anything to you in that moment. So, <laughs> there's. I think you know my attitude in these 100%, moments. 100%. <laughs> I don't need to say anything. I thought that it was they were obnoxiously loud uh-huh i think it could have been like oh look there's uh there's jeff and diane let's go say hi and then they kind of creep up and like hey how you doing yeah yeah and if i heard that like oh yeah have you seen this movie before oh yeah we're so excited anyway how's the wife and kids like if i heard that fine but they stood where they were and were shouting over us and then they came down and were still like oh it's so funny <laughs> anyway all right we're gonna go back to our seats now okay <laughs> Uh, so that was obnoxious, but there's like phases of the movie. There's commercials. I don't care. You could be screaming if you want. Yeah. There's the, the trailers with the lights on. These are trailers. People want to pay attention to these kind of, but you know, it's trailers. Nobody really cares. Then the movie gets dark and then there's the dark trailers. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Movie. Shut the fuck Fuck up. up. Yes. (laughs) I will speak to you if you are being loud in the, in the movie, which I thought I was going to have to. With them? Yeah, part of the cookout family behind us. Uh, they had a kid who was just oh, narrating yeah. the movie at some parts. Yes. They're getting sucked into the tunnel. <laughs> it's like, yep, that, that's what Yeah, sure the is. father was saying that. Like, oh, yeah, they sure are, aren't they, bud? Yeah. <laughs> Good job screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I can scream uh, louder, though. But they they were fine. They were a little... They shut up after they a while. Were, they were a little, you know, they were talking, but it wasn't a lot. I didn't see lights from phones. They weren't yelling. They didn't take a phone call in the middle of the movie. And then to the left of us. Oh, there it is. There, I was going to say, there it is. Speaking there was, of cookout. <laughs> I was going to go there. I had the breath in my lungs ready to say it until you got there. The Continue. seagull leaning his head back. And the people to the left of us. They were fine, right? They were an older couple. They were fine for the majority of the movie. For the majority of the movie. But fucking dude and his snacks. Until... <laughs> Until somebody opened the loudest, crinkliest bag of candy, just full. <laughs> yes. So literally, and this isn't early on in the movie. No, this is the final forty-five. Two-thirds into the movie. Into the movie. Yeah. yeah, we are far in the movie. All I hear from your left was just. fingering this bag of cough drops right now <laughs> yeah and here's the funny endless. thing listeners i'm not exaggerating no it was this literally is what this. it was and how long it took yeah it was horrible okay we're done we're done yeah exactly <laughs> we just that's lost what half it, our listeners that's what it was 
and it went long enough that I gave a acceptable amount of you're fumbling in the dark to find your shit. Yeah. And then it turned into I turned because you were on my left <laughs> I between this him and me. And I looked and I looked back at the screen. It kept going. I looked again. And then I looked at you. <laughs> no, no. That was the third time. I looked back at the screen. Third time. I turned and I just stared. Yeah. And that's when you turned to me and you just nodded like, yeah. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't think what you heard. Did you hear what happened after he no. figured out his bag no. fucking situation? No. So he had a beard. He had a, a short kind of trimmed beard like mine. Okay. Uh, for those of you who have seen me. He decided he was a little chilly. As it was snack time. Um, so he put on his puffy, like, Columbia jacket backwards, like a Snuggie. And he had his hood. He had his hood under his chin. And I know this because I just stared at him and watched him do the whole fucking thing. <laughs> he, so he put on, I've got to get the left arm in and put the right, and scoot it back and get it behind me. I'm getting all comfortable. All right. Oh. He wasn't saying all that. But then he started chewing whatever his fucking loud snack bag was. But it's his beard was scraping against the so it was just every bite just beard against jacket <laughs> it wasn't it was bad because it was just a man chewing but i was like oh man this guy this guy must be difficult to have as a father <laughs> he makes a lot of ambient noises i was i i, I was that was the cookout part was annoying but it moved on that dude, when he wouldn't stop with the fucking bag, I almost, I almost got to a, to a moment. I almost said something like, "Hey, can you fucking figure it no, out?" We've we've been over this. You are the person who will say that. Yeah, I'm the person who will just make it a bigger scene to be just the bigger asshole. Because now we're in a competition. No, you're gonna ruin my time. Now we gotta ruin everybody's time. Sure. All right. Like, you yeah, wanted yeah. to do that, so let's fucking do it. I think if I got to the point where I had to say something, I would have said, like, hey, you good over there, bud? <laughs> or something like that. Like, you need a hand? Hey, you having trouble with that fucking candy bag, <laughs> you old man? Do you need a hand? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was... <laughs> do you need a hand? Yeah. At full volume. Yeah. <laughs> I could get one of these families to help you. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, not... Not that bad. Out of all the movie-going experiences I've had in the last two years... It wasn't Eternals. It wasn't <laughs> Eternals. It was not Eternals. Uh, it wasn't my... What was it? Like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, where I had to uh, stand up and shuffle over to the other side of the theater. And I said, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then I shuffled all the way back. And it wasn't... Whatever movie I saw like two movies ago where a lady was on her phone the whole time on Facebook. And I said, you got to put your phone away. And she, her and her friend laughed at me and she like very dramatically put her phone in her pocket. And I was like, okay, I, whatever. <laughs> Thank you for putting your phone in your pocket. Fucking people. You got me, huh? Fucking people. So let's talk about the movie experience, not the movie going experience, okay. but the, the movie. movie experience. Okay. 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 Spoiler alert for Ant-Man Quantumania. And the Wasp. And the Ant Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Quantumania. Um, how'd you like it? I liked it. Yeah? I enjoyed it. On a I scale did. of one to ten. What was the last Marvel movie? Doctor Strange? Uh, Wakanda Forever and then Love and Thunder and then Doctor Strange. Oh, fuck yeah. Um... I would I rate it in a solid 
Oh. Solid eight and a half. Eight and a half. Solid Good eight Lord. and a half. I thought the humor was well done. It wasn't overdone like Thor was. Yeah. It wasn't so fucking loose. You you were giggling quite a bit. I, I thought the jokes were funny, but then you giggling. I was like, these are funny. <laughs> they were just well-timed. Yeah. Like, they were just very well-timed. I enjoyed your enjoyment of them. They were tasteful and they weren't overdone. Yeah. They were very... You know what it was? It was very much to the character's humor. Yeah. And not so much of like, we should just have loose and... F- loose fun throughout the entire movie as let's just do whatever we want like yeah. it wasn't thor <laughs> like it wasn't thor yeah this was very much a this is the character's yeah. style and it fit and it was a good job <laughs> there um, was there was one line that i didn't find funny for a split second but i heard you laugh at it immediately and then i found it funny and it was like what have you guys been up to science what kind of science and michael douglas just goes ants <laughs> and, and you, you laughed at it i was like oh that is that's pretty stupid that's funny ants ants yeah just... that was good <laughs> that one the fucking um they did a great job with the with the red goo that i knew you loved that guy because that's basically a rick and morty character yes it was it was, it was, it was, it was just fucking his arms waving in the air every step he takes yes. but he has like the voice of michael Sarah. yeah it's like i have no holes you have holes wow that's a big hole can i touch your hole um i'm pretty sure the writer was a rick and morty writer wait really i think so yeah that would explain i mean that. this is bait like you have the quant the council of ricks yeah, you have Red Goo guy who doesn't have any holes. Yeah, Schrodinger's cats, which was a literal episode. Yeah, of, off of season two, it was the yeah. first episode of season two of Rick and Morty. Yeah, right. Pretty Rick and Morty ish of it. Um, it's probably why I think you liked it so much more than I did. Oh shit. Okay. Well, let me finish my eight point five explanation. I thought yeah. the humor was very well done. It was tasteful. It wasn't too heavy. I thought they kept everything in alignment to the character and who the character is. I thought the story was interesting. Uh, especially how they introduced it. Mm. And I'll be honest, a significant portion of that 8.5 is thanks to Jonathan. Jonathan Majors. Majors, yeah, yeah Jonathan. Yeah. He fucking brought so much depth he to that character. very good. And he gave this weird... I was talking about this with uh, my, my lady friend, actually, on the drive home. I said, there's something specific to how he portrayed this character and he portrayed so much vulnerability mm, interesting versus uh, versus somebody like thanos yeah, yeah, yeah where thanos came off as never something cold calculated cold calculated always in power always in control mm. the only emotional like sliver that he gives is when he uh he kills his daughter yeah exactly he sacrifices his daughter that's the only time he appears to not be an emotional control yeah and kang in this one felt so open you could see when he was bothered by things and just the portrayal just the flashback mm. you saw such a different portrayal of this supposed monster yeah exactly right and that was something that that just blew me away i did really like that the flashback scenes when he's working with janet those those were good that scene when she sees it and he knows she sees it and he goes and he's trying to reason with her yeah you, that's not something please, Thanos would have ever please said. Please, let's go. I yeah. want to get you out of here. I, I made promise you a promise. You. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That shit, <laughs> it's it good. makes you fucking want to get, be like, okay, yeah, true. All right. You're, hey, your business is your business, man. Yeah, let's yeah. get out of here. Let's fucking go. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was good. Um, um, so cool. yeah, that, that's, that, that's it. I think the comedy was well done. I thought the character stuff was good. Visuals? I, 
the visuals were i think the visuals were the most intricate they've been i thought they were more than dr strange yeah exactly. i said that to you i think in the theater i agree i think it was the most visually stunning marvel movie so far and i i loved how they brought modok <laughs> although i was bummed it wasn't Patton Patton oswald oh yeah because he was in the cartoon in the cartoon whatever. yeah yeah um but they kept that modok uh uh personality yeah um yeah yeah that he's just like a psychopath <laughs> he's just yeah he's just uh he's just out of his mind a bit yeah but i thought overall it was a um a very well done uh package yeah now you did not like it i didn't love it um i will give it a 6.5 a 6.5 that's eternals what are you doing i <laughs> I liked Eternals more than this, I think. You like Eternals? For me, more than this, this is in the Thor Dark World, Thor Love and Thunder. Um there's probably a couple others that I would rank down there. Like uh I, I wouldn't say uh Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is down here. It's probably like I think this was better than Doctor Strange. Really? Interesting. The big thing with Doctor Strange was I wasn't a fan of um I liked the idea of like we're gonna make a horror style movie yeah. in the Marvel universe. I didn't like this whole uh uh mad mommy syndrome. Yeah. Like Wanda completely flipped. Just yeah. Yeah. That was just something that I didn't really vibe with. I yeah. just thought it was a weak And it came out on Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> you know, yeah, and it, you know what I mean? It was yeah. just it just came off weak to me. Yeah. Un yeah. Like unearned. It was an unearned plot. It just, it wasn't a valid plot. Mm, it yeah. just felt out of character, especially like I said before, the Wanda that we saw and yeah. canonically are connected to in the MCU, that Wanda moved on from that. Now, granted, I understand we not we don't need to go into the Wanda talk, but in the whole fucking multiverse, we don't know which Wanda we were watching. Yeah, we do. Do we? It's the same one we've always watched. So that means the one that reconciled yep. from WandaVision. Yep. Said, nah, fuck that. I'm going back. Exactly. It's, that's like my biggest flaw. With yeah. And that's good. That goes back to my point then. Yeah. So yeah. I think I was, trying of, to, I was trying to give a little leeway to that. Like, oh, I'll give you some rope. Fucking sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a different Wanda and we don't really know. But yeah, if it's the same Wanda, which it's supposed to be canonically through what we're being told. Yeah. It made zero fucking sense. Yeah. I think so. That brings up an interesting point that I kind of wanted to talk about with this movie is that that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse was mad. A multiverse of madness. I think was a better movie in a vacuum rather than being part of the MCU because you only think that because of that whole reconcile she had in a Disney plus TV show. And then that same character carried through into multiverse of madness. But if that TV show hadn't have happened and this was just a movie about a wizard that has to save a girl from a lady who will do anything to be in a universe with her kids, it was pretty good. Like if that whole like her character arc came out of nowhere because she just reconciled in the last thing we saw her in. If we didn't see her in that last thing and we didn't have that reconciliation, I think it would have made Multiverse of Madness better. So my my point that I want to bring up is like the the MC being part of the MCU, I think, is starting to hurt these movies <laughs> where like. People really liked Loki, but everybody really wanted Mephisto to be in Loki. Do you remember the whole Mephisto mm -hmm. stuff? And it ultimately led, ultimately led to Kang, which was, I think, cooler. But everybody was guessing Mephisto for a while. And actually, same thing with uh, WandaVision. Everybody was thinking that WandaVision was leading to Mephisto, which there were blatant, like, 
hints at Mephisto. I think there's I think there's some honey dicking in Wonder <laughs> Yeah. I think like Quicksilver showing up. Teasing. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. They did I think they did shit like that to plant just so it's unstable. Yeah. For the for what they for what our expectations are. Yeah. Which like I don't think I like that. Like Quicksilver being in there, but then not being Quicksilver is like, why did you do that then? That yeah. like that does make sense. Like it would have been cooler. Remember, I was saying how cool it would be if Michael Fassbender showed up as Magneto. Oh my God! Yeah, you were, were, <laughs> you were, you were, you were riding that train for like four weeks straight. I was so hopeful. Like, I'm telling you, Michael Fassbender was gonna show up, and then Quicksilver showed up, and I was like, oh shit, Michael Fassbender <laughs> might show up. <laughs> but I was like, oh no, it's that. just a guy whose name is Boner or whatever, like Ralph Boner. Um, but anyway, uh, so this movie. Uh, 6.5. 6.5. So here's another thing that I wanted to bring up. I think your enjoyment of this movie, and I'm not going to say skewed, but was different because you didn't see the trailers. Ah. Because the trailers, one, gave away everything. Two, promised a more interesting plot than we got. Like, there's a whole thing in the trailers where, like, Kang, Kang, who's all over the trailers, which is why we really didn't want you to see it, uh, your girlfriend and I, <laughs> we're like, no, stay stay oblivious. By the way, did you know or suspect that Kang was going to be in it? You had no idea? So, like, and then he showed up in, like, the beginning in the flashback, and you're like, oh. I didn't even know who, I, I, I didn't, I didn't. You recognize who that was for a while? I was like, uh, it's not the same guy from Loki, right? It's definitely not. And then it kept going on. I went, uh oh, yeah, because <laughs> there's like infinite versions yeah. of him that yeah. obviously we saw in the post credit scene. But um, the movie Kang is obviously like all over the the trailer for the for the movie. There's um like that when Ant Man is in prison kind of interrogation scene that he has. Kang is all about like I can give you more time with your daughter. And we know that Kang is like all into time travel and like he controls time and the TVA and stuff like that. So we're thinking like, oh shit, like it's going to be like a deal with the devil kind of movie of like Scott will pull some heist for him in the quantum realm. We didn't know that he was stuck in the quantum realm or whatever, but Scott's going to help him to, so he can get sent back in time so he could like experience those five years he missed with Cassie because Cassie was that cute little girl from Ant-Man 1 and 2 and then was an adult <laughs> after uh, Endgame and now we're, we're seeing that version of Cassie. He's going to make a deal with the devil and go back in time and maybe he's going to do it but that's going to like unleash Kang. So like this movie is going to like unleash Kang and so it's going to be like a bittersweet ending kind of thing. And then there's a line in the trailer which holy shit this, you're, I'm going to say this and you're going to be like this is why I don't watch trailers. Scott with like a bloody face with his helmet clearly broken off and he says uh, I don't need to win I just need us both to lose. Which was like one of the last lines he says to Kang in the final fight. So we're like, okay, he's going to sacrifice himself to destroy Kang or keep him, keep him trapped or something. And that kind of happened, but then didn't. So like the trailer over promised of like what we were going to get where like this deal with the devil this kind is why of you don't watch trailers. My friend, this is why exactly. you don't watch trailers. I hate that. You're right. <laughs> but like literally like there was nothing about, I, the line I could give you more time with your daughter was not in the movie. So like that was in the trailer and was not in the movie, which Marvel has done that. But I think Marvel has usually done that 
for the fans. Like they showed Hulk running in Wakanda for Infinity War. And Hulk, that was like a whole plot point that we didn't know about. It was like Hulk won't come out. Yeah. And maybe some people are disappointed by that. But, uh, and then like you see Hulkbuster in Wakanda and you're like, cool, Tony's going to be in Wakanda. No, he's not. <laughs> That's Mark Ruffalo in yeah. the Hulkbuster. Um, so like that kind of stuff is really cool, like bait and switch. Um, but this was a bad bait and switch. <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional. Maybe during the editing bay, they had to cut that kind of thing out. Cause I do think if that, I'll I'll do it so you could send me back in time so I could have more time with my daughter. I don't think would have fit in the movie we ended up getting. So I could see why they cut that. I'm just disappointed they didn't they didn't cut it from the trailers. Although maybe they cut it after the trailers were finalized okay. or something. So you were over promised and under delivered. Yes, and like we knew we knew they get sucked into the quantum realm. We knew they get split up because we saw a lot of scenes in the trailer where it's just the Van Dyne family and it's just Scott and Cassie. And we know there's a bunch of characters down there. Like there's a guy with a big light bulb head that shoots uh, lasers out of his face. And we know that Bill Murray's in it and we know they like fly they around showed Bill Murray in the trailer. Oh, of course I want to go see the movie with Bill Murray. Of course they did. Jesus Christ. Um, and, uh, they showed Kang and they showed a little bit of Kang's powers I don't know if they showed the super smart ants and then they showed Scott with a broken mask saying, I don't need to win. I just need both of us to lose. I was like, okay, that's the plot. <laughs> like they're going See, to, they get sucked into the quantum realm. Kang is in there for some reason and Scott's going to work with him to get time back with Cassie and he's going to sacrifice himself and Ant-Man's going to die and it's going to unleash Kang and it's going to be a really bittersweet ending and it's going to be like, holy shit, you guys, Kang is here. Get ready for Avengers 5. And it wasn't that at all. <laughs> so I think that's why I was disappointed Okay, for the most part. But okay. I could also get into my specific yeah. gripes with the movie. Uh, before you get into the gripes, tell me your, your positives. What did you like about it? I think it was the most visually stunning Marvel movie. There was a lot of brown and explosions and just quantum colors in the background. So it was like a little, uh, a little bit of overload. Um, but Which like is by design, it's supposed to be an overloading experience yeah. to be in the quantum realm. But like when they first get into the quantum realm, it's gorgeous, and like you see that like there's like gravity is all weird. So you see like uh, like land masses just kind of going up the wall, and you see like people marching down the wall towards you. And yeah. there's a part where they're flying and they're going to the the bar where they meet Bill Murray, and there's like just like clumps that look like meteors or something, not meteors, but like uh, asteroids or something. And there's like cities on each one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like stuff like that was super cool. Um, the creatures in it, your, your red blob guy uh, was super cool. The light bulb head guy was cool. Um, I, I, I'm a sucker for every time Ant-Man gets bigger than he ever has. <laughs> I think that's super cool to me. You like when he gets supersized? He, he got even more supersized in yeah. this one. I think that's probably the biggest we've ever seen it. I liked how stupid Modoc was. Uh, I think that was really good. Jonathan Major's performance was incredible. Uh, the soundtrack was super cool. Yes. Um, still doesn't even come close to the song they used for the trailer, which is like a weird space sci-fi rendition. I'll, I'll watch of the trailer after this. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road by Elton John, and it is so fucking cool. I'll have to watch the trailer after this. Um, there's there's two trailers. The second okay. one is just like here's the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking hate trailers. Um, I honestly, I'm pretty good with the first trailers for things. The teaser trailers are usually always fine. And the first trailer is usually fine. And then the second trailer is just like, here's everything that happens from it's beginning ass. to end. Yeah. yeah. It's ass. ass. It's ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I liked all that stuff. I liked Michael Douglas in it. Um, 
I liked Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Uh, they were both real. I, I forgot that. <laughs> I'll be honest. When I saw Michelle Pfeiffer, I went, oh, she's in it. What if she's in it like a lot? She is. She's a pretty main character yeah. in this one. Uh, and I was, I was thinking just, I can't believe I'm watching a Marvel movie in 2023 and Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas are in it. <laughs> yeah. And they're good. Yeah. They're great. And they fit like they, they work. That's what I'm saying. They're great. They're fucking great. I, I love it. I love it. They they do such a good. It helps that they're great at great at their job. But it's just great having them in it. And Bill Murray does a good evil person yeah. job. I wonder how much of that. Like I was thinking like I keep hearing Bill Murray's kind of a huge dick. Like he's all but canceled these days. Is he really? Yeah, I don't think he did anything inherently bad that I've heard of. I could totally to be wrong, but he's very difficult to work with and rude and like mean to people on set. Really? Yeah. So like a lot of what his character showed is like that's kind of how I just imagine that he is now. Yeah. <laughs> like after hearing these stories. Um It kind of fits, right? Yeah. It kind of fits the character. He's kind of he like I'm the shit. I know I'm Bill Murray. Get me a Diet Coke. Like <laughs> that kind of guy. And then we see him in this. <laughs> and he'd be like, uh, food now. And yeah. he's like pointing at his thing. He's like, oh, is that what he's like at restaurants? <laughs> but just the way he got so evil. Yeah, exactly. Was just, oh, oh, mommy didn't tell you what she did down here. Yeah, exactly. That was cool. Oh, you left us here with him. Yeah. That, and then just uh, so menacing the way he said it. And it's, again, yes, I know the off the set kind of stuff has come out about his attitude. Yeah. But just he does a good job of being this guy who's supposed to be this funny, goofy guy of all of a sudden flipping a switch. He and has going, a cold turn. Yeah, yeah. there's a cold, mean, menacing attitude to him. Yeah. So uh, that was interesting. Yep. I obviously knew that he was going to be in it. Although they just, I don't think he said anything in any of the trailers. They just showed his face and then he was all dressed up like, uh, like all pomp and whatever. I had no clue he was in it. Yeah, I, I, I think like, I heard oh. you let out a chuckle. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that's Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting it at all. Kind of um, like uh, what's his name, uh, Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't know Russell Crowe. I didn't know Russell Crowe was in Thor. <laughs> and then I saw him. What? <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, and I loved both post-credit scenes, especially the Loki one. Mm. Uh, so those are the things that I loved about the movie. Um, gripes, gripes. Oh boy. Um, oh, how much time do we have left? <laughs> uh, lay it in, buddy. We're halfway there. So, uh, so <laughs> there's one thing that the MCU is kind of getting annoying with, where it started off. Tony Stark is a genius, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And he uh, he builds he builds Iron Man suit with a box of scraps in a cave. And then we meet Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner's a really smart guy. He's like a genius. And he helps Tony with all of his genius. He's stuff. more of a biochemist. Yeah, but he's like super, super smart. Yeah. Uh, and he helps Tony. He's a he's a big he's a big brain nerd. And then uh, what did we get after that? We got Doctor Strange. He's a super smart doctor. He knows a lot of trivia. Uh, and he reads he reads twenty four seven. He's a very intelligent person, but he doesn't he's I mean he's, he's very studied. Studied, yes. Very well read, very smart, high level of education type person. Yes. Then we meet Shuri, who's Shuri. one of the smartest people on the planet. She's the smartest person in Wakanda. Wow, she's so smart. It sucks that she and Tony Stark never had a scene together. I know, right? Oh my God, That'd that would have been, been so, so cool. cool. Uh, 
so yeah, then, and then we have her and, uh, and then we have like Peter Parker, who's this whiz kid who makes his own web fluid and like, man, he's so smart. Yeah. But he's not doing anything super technical. Sure. He's, he's kind of just, I'm a, I, I am smart. I am well-educated. I work hard. I like learning. Yeah. I learn with my hands. He's just one of those fast learner types. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I'm sure I'm missing. A, there's a couple other people that I can't think uh, of. Who was that from Black Panther 2? I made oh, an Iron Man suit. Riri Williams. What? You she's a, so smart. She's a college whiz kid. Made a, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's like 17 and she's about to graduate from fucking MIT or something like yeah. that. And then do who turns out Cassie Lang can <laughs> build a subatomics t- 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 satellite, whatever, in her basement with some scraps. <laughs> and when when Hank Pym said that, it's like your daughter built this subatomic telescope in a basement. I wanted to be like with a box of scraps in a cave. <laughs> like it was so that, and it's like Jesus is everybody the smartest person in the world now? Like what is happening? Um, I did feel that. So I was like, what, what's her thing? She was a cute girl and then she aged five years and now she gets in jail for supporting like human rights mm-hmm. and also can build a subatomic <laughs> satellite in the basement. So Tony Stark, in my opinion, did something that all the others didn't. Mm-hmm. He solve time travel yeah yeah that's fucking huge yeah exactly so because of that i'm gonna keep tony stark pretty high up there yeah for what i'm about to say in the spectrum of intelligence that we've seen in the mcu (laughs) the smarties power brand yeah the power levels like this (laughs) like the saiyan levels of power exactly (laughs) uh i view a lot of these characters as having specialized expertise. Yeah, sure. In a way. Um, uh, like Bruce Banner is, uh, what is it? He's like biochemistry. Yeah. Um, Dr. Strange is a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's also a study. Uh, uh, sorcerer. A sorcerer. So he studies magic. Um, Peter Parker is a fast learner who's intrigued by technology. So he's I think a- chemistry is his thing because he did the web fluid stuff. Mm. Tony Stark yeah. is an engineer. Yes. Yeah. And he always looked up to Tony Stark with his with his intelligence. Physics. Um, Tony Stark is physics. Physics. Shuri. Uh I don't know where Shuri stands. I think just like advanced tech. And like Yeah, I just yeah, because I remember when she dealt with vision. Yeah, exactly. She kind of figured it out immediately. Yeah. And like she made the suit and the stores kinetic energy and yeah. like the hovercrafts and stuff like that. So she's like smart that I can't even comprehend yet. It's like she's like Tony Stark, but with technology that Tony Stark doesn't have access to. Yeah, that's that's where I think I would put Shuri. So I feel like there's enough of a difference. I think the problem isn't necessarily that they all exist in the same universe. It's to the point of what you said. They always are. They always show up in a fucking movie for the plot. Oh boy, this child <laughs> made a quantum <laughs> telescope. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's... I mean, maybe with the technology in that world, like that's ridiculous for our world. But in the world where Tony Stark has solved time travel and Wakanda exists and all that stuff, maybe it's less far fetched. 
absolutely not because the Ant-Man technology is the the Pym particles are yeah. still a Pym specific. Which she science. did have Hank Pym as a teacher, essentially. So there's a caveat there. I don't think there's anything wrong to say that Cassie, as a character with her intelligence, it, it doesn't make sense for her to be able to do that. I think to your point, it's just it's becoming a trope. Yeah. That's really just all it is. Smart person built this thing that is the only thing we needed for the plot this time. You could almost say the same about, um, what's her name? Oh, what's her name? Natalie Portman. This. Uh, yeah, Natalie Portman. <laughs> that, one. that one. Jane Foster. Jane Foster. She's a scientist. Yeah. Right? It's. I, I feel like, yeah. I know what you're saying about this gripe. This yeah. gripe, I agree with. I agree with this gripe. Oh, yeah. She's up there, too. Yeah, she is up there, she's too. She's like an astrophysicist, she's Nobel astro- Prize something, maybe. Yeah. 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 So. And so was... Um, <sighs> Selvig? Yes. There yeah. you go. Selvig. Dr. Selvig. Yeah. It's it's crazy. But, like, this was the most egregious example of it. And then, segueing immediately into my uh, second and third gripe that are related to my first gripe. Okay. One... I made this quantum telescope. Janet goes, that's super dangerous. You need to shut it off and punches it. <laughs> Just bangs her head or like rips the power cord and power like cord smokes out. or something. Yeah. It's like, you fucking moron. What were you thinking? What are you Why would about? you do it like that? What do you mean? Why would she just yank the power cord out of this? Because she was panicking. Don't you know that's going to kick off the whole plot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you... I don't know. It's just dumb. Uh, no, that's I, that's a panicked moment. I understand adrenaline, sure. the panic, especially. It came tr- across as very dumb as I was watching it. <laughs> it came off as panic. To me, it came off as panic and trauma. Sure. The way she yeah, said, yeah. no, you what? Like the demeanor change. Here's the other thing. Okay. Uh, number three. It, number three. Yeah. Um, they learned about the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. They went down into the quantum realm to get well, Janet. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. With the little, uh, the little ship, the ship that they had in the Ant-Man and the Wasp. They figured that shit out. They sent Scott into the quantum realm a bunch of times to go collect those quantum particles, <laughs> the healing particles or whatever. He got stuck in there, which kicked off Endgame and whatever. Totally fine with that. But then in this movie, Janet all of a sudden has some shit about it. <laughs> like, no, you can't go in there. You can't send a signal in there. So maybe you could say, like, oh, Scott wasn't going deep enough or whatever. Scott was just entering the quantum realm, scooping up some particles and bringing them back out. But she was sending a signal in there. And that's too much. I don't know. That seemed a little cheap for me. It was like, a okay. this didn't matter before. But all of a sudden, for no real reason, it matters in this movie. Like, it kind of retconned it not mattering before. And now it matters. And I think that's... That's a fault of the MCU, right? Like if Ant-Man and the Wasp and Endgame didn't really happen, then I wouldn't care about this. But they did, and it was explicitly totally fine to go explore the quantum realm. Um, and then my my fourth gripe about that whole beginning of we're going into the quantum realm is Cassie makes a telescope to look down into the quantum realm. She is exploring. She is learning. She is researching the quantum realm. It breaks. It creates a black hole. It's They suck them in that. She lands with her dad, and it's all fucking wacky. And she goes, where are we? <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Where do you think you are? She's a child. She doesn't know. She she's, just went through a traumatic she's experience. She's not smart. She couldn't make a satellite to the quantum realm in her basement. 
so that was a Sounds little... like you have a problem with Cassie. So it was off to a bad start. Sounds like you have a problem with Cassie. I actually thought she was really cool. I loved her in the previous movies, and I loved her introduction. She's in jail. She shrunk a cop car. Hell yeah. Uh, and then she's, like, doing science shit with Uncle Hank <laughs> or whatever. Uh, Grandpa Hank. Grandpa. Um, which is also weird, because I don't think uh, Hope and Scott are married yet. They aren't married to my knowledge. And Hank and Janet are... I mean, maybe it's just, like, colloquial thing of, like... You're my I'm an uncle to a few kids that I have no, no relation to. Yeah, exactly. So okay. it's probably one of those things. It's a title. Uh, but I've never heard that with grandpa. But you know what? I dig it. You know what? You're right. It's just a title. Just a title. Um, And then kind of my last like big gripe, I guess. I, I think the beginning of the movie was the worst for me because it was all of these things. It's like, what, 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 what is happening? What? And then they get down there and the Janet, Hank, and Hope are over there hanging out. And they're like, where are we? Where are you taking us? Why are you being so weird? What are they talking about? Who's that guy they're talking about? Why do people not seem to like you? There's people down here. And Janet the whole time is just like, shh, not right now. Later. I'll tell you about it later. And I'm like, when is a better time to tell them about what's going on than right now? Oh, one more gripe. So they get they get in there, right? They're falling, they're falling, they're falling. Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, uh, Cassie is falling. She's got no suit. So Scott turns big, catches her, saves her. And then that sun creature comes, and Scott's like, ah, get behind me, and turns big and fights the sun creature. And then they're getting attacked by all these people, and Scott's protecting Cassie, protecting Cassie. And then Cassie sees the, the warrior chick getting in trouble, so she decides to put on her suit. And it's like, you've had that the whole time? <laughs> Why couldn't you have just put that on? Um, so that was uh, that was a little I think, great too. I think that's in Cassie's defense. That's because she was with her father. Yeah, and she's not going to override her father because sure, just sure, the sure. instincts of of being the child is just my father will take care of it. Yeah, it's my father. And then the movie picked up, okay. and then like when did it pick up to you? Janet and Hope and uh, Hank got to bill murray and then like i could see where the plot was going and they're like oh they're in trouble they're gonna go take them to blah 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 and then uh scott and cassie get caught by modok which once modok showed up i was like okay that's great <laughs> yeah no great. that's what i felt this is very lovely <laughs> when modok showed up yeah and then uh like that whole weird fight scene where things were just getting attacked and there were the the daft punk robots with uh <laughs> they were just faceless blue light head robots yeah. They're just faceless or whatever. There was a lot of shots of Scott and Cassie just running and like turning left and then running and turning right. It's like, where are they going? Like, we don't even know where they're trying to run to. They're just running. Um, so it was a lot like it was it was hard for me to grab onto the movie. It kind of started for no reason and everyone was being stupid. And then it, the then the, they fell into the plot and then Kang showed up and Modoc showed up and Bill Murray showed up. And then once that got going, it was much, much better. And then, like, see, hearing the whole backstory with Kang and Janet was super interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kang, like, being menacing to Scott and Cassie was super interesting. Being menacing to Modoc, it was like, don't speak when I'm in the room. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Not while daddy's talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, he was like, you got to do this thing for me. And then, like, when he gets really small and he goes into the energy core and, like, there's all the Scots and one of them works at Baxkin Robbins and that whole thing was cool. Um, and then the whole, the whole fight. Oh, and then like the last thing that I didn't super love, this probably isn't the last thing. Okay. Was the, the ants show up. 
That, that was totally unearned. That was like an absolute deus ex machina of just like Hank goes, oh, what's that noise in my ear? A couple times throughout the movie. He goes, by the way, when we fell in here for no reason that you never would have thought of, the ants went through this thing called a time dilation tunnel, lived for thousands of years, got super advanced technology, and they've been waiting for us to show up this whole time. Now we have an army of ants, and we won. And it's like, really? <laughs> like, no one even planned that? You didn't like, like that? Came out of nowhere. I mean, it was cool, but it didn't make any sense. And it was just like, oh, the ants showed up. The ants that we didn't know were there and meant nothing. And no character did anything to get those ants. So this was when Boba Fett returned with the Rancor to you. I mean, yeah. I had more trouble with that for different reasons. But it's like... Ah. Do you think it was weak writing or do you think it was just delivered wrong? I think, I mean, both okay. by definition of okay. it being delivered wrong makes it weak. Well, writing, no, you could have, a, you could have a good idea and the execution is poor. I, I think there are so many things, all of my gripes could have been fixed by just like, if it was just positioned a little bit differently, it would have been better. There was an, another moment that made me feel weird of like when Scott and Cassie get captured by the light bulb head and the red goo guy and like. We see them, and they all aim their guns at him, and then it switches to Hope and Janet and Hank. Then it comes back to Scott and Cassie, and they're, like, in the middle of this camp, and they're like, ooga baka, ooga baka, or, what, or like, drink the goo, drink yeah. the goo. And then Scott's like, where's Cassie? Where's Cassie? And I was like, they got separated? What? Like, they were just captured together. And then, oh, Cassie's just right over there, and she's saying, Dad, drink the goo. And I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? Did we miss part of the movie? Like, did they forget to put a, a chunk of the reel in the projector? So, like, clearly that was edited out. Like, they must have got separated somehow. And then she drank the goo. And then she's like, Dad, drink the goo. And, but like, it was edited weird. And so that could have been positioned a little bit differently. I don't know. I think with a, with enough small tweaks here and there, it could have been really good. Which I can't say for any of the other Marvel movies that I'm not huge fans of. A lot of those were just not great movies. <laughs> this one could have been a great movie. If the trailer was a little different <laughs> and the editing was a little tweaked here and there. Okay. So I'm, I'm taking in your gripes. <laughs> did you have any gripes with it? Um, did I touch on any of the ones that you were kind of gripey about? Hmm. You're thinking long and hard and silently on this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's because I'm just trying to take it all in from a different. Because I, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. You seeing the trailer. Yeah, really altered your expectations for what was going to happen in the story. Well, meanwhile, all I knew was that Ant-Man was in it, the Wasp was in it, and Quantum something. And that's (laughs) all I fucking knew. So going into it, I just went, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. What's going to happen? So everything that happened, I went, oh, this is new. What the fuck? Like, what are these What are these people doing? These these warriors and drink the goo. What the fuck? And then this like gooey thing is like coming up going like, oh, come back. <laughs> and then it's just making him drink it, and then he's hearing it's like, "Oh, you have holes, holes." Yeah. And then you're in. Yeah. And I was just, "Oh yeah, this is awesome." Um, I just didn't. I just didn't. I had no pro, quick asterisk when Modok is told to not speak in the room. Uh, Modok speaks the entire time standing next to Kang when 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 Scott's down getting the. Because he's oh, yeah, talking sure. on the radio, so yeah. whatever. Um, I think it was more like, "Don't interrupt me." 
or like don't oh, speak okay. unless spoken to but he just said it in such a more badass way yeah <laughs> don't speak while i'm in the room yeah <laughs> maybe he meant this room the prison room maybe um I thought it was great because it, it introduced to me so many new things. It introduced Kang. I know nothing about Kang. Fucking nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, it introduced Modoc officially mm-hmm. as a uh, movie character, not just a TV show. Yep. I think Modoc was on was on Hulu, the cartoon with Patton Oswalt. Yeah, I think so. I watched a few episodes. It was pretty. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um. It wasn't some type of serious cinematic thing. It was this goofy adult swim style cartoon. Yeah. And I thought it was it was unique because of it. Yeah. Um I liked his little butt in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um my biggest fear with Ant-Man movies specifically is the Ant-Man character and his humor. We see things through typically in Ant-Man 1 really is what sets it. You're the movie is almost done in a way that you're supposed to see it from Scott's view. You're supposed to experience it with Scott's eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so heavily emphasized about him being this normal goofy guy. Yeah. And we kind of get hit over the head with it. Yeah. We're supposed to feel that way with him. Yep. And align with him in those situations. Ant-Man and the Wasp takes that up a notch to be a little bit more serious now that we know the character. And now it's just, hey, this is Scott. This is who he is. We're moving on. This movie, I was afraid, was going to be more like one and two. And it thankfully wasn't in the terms of we we are still in the same theme of these Scott movies and these these Ant Man movies are done in the same way of just the way it started like do ba do ba do ba da boop and yeah. he's walking down the street and you welcome hear, back yeah and you're hearing <laughs> and you're hearing his voice just I'm blah 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 and I'm now blah 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 yeah and we're like that's his character yeah that's his movie style he's just a theme. golden retriever. Yeah, that's the theme that, that you experience the Ant-Man stories through. Yeah. And that's why he was so fucking funny in Endgame. Because they didn't change that for him. And he was just his goofy self in front of all these serious Marvel characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why he's shown. And in Civil War. Yes, and that's why he was so great. Because he stood out as being that guy. Yeah, exactly. Still. But when it's just him, it's almost like this TV show old style zoom in. Yeah. Of just... Hey, everybody, you're with me on this ride, huh? Isn't this crazy? Well, you may be wondering why my day's going like this. Some days it's this and this, and some days it's that and that. And that's the way it always goes through. And this did a, this movie, in my opinion, did the best job of not being heavy-handed with it. And that's why the intro starts like that and the outro ends like that. Yeah. And it's because it, it took us out of it. And that was something that was really neat. Now, mm. the flip side of that is what you said, where it gets very marvelly. Yeah. Right? It's just, hey, so we got to do this formula. Here's the formula. Adjust them how you want, but get these pieces in. Exactly. And that's kind of why it is. We got to have a whiz kid. Is there a whiz kid? Yeah. Got Cassie. Cool. Whiz kid. Check. All right. We got to have like a uh, backstory. Do we have backstory? Yeah. We got Janet and, and, and Kang that we'll explain later. Keep it ominous and weird. And then we'll get that down there. And then now we know what's going on. Yeah. Now it's all stakes. And then we got to have a big fight. So make sure there's a big fight, big action scene, lots of bang bangs and pew pews and explosions, and boom, we got that. And uh, okay, cool, that's it. And then make sure we have some extra credit scenes. We're done here, folks. Yeah, right. Exactly. So there's that. This thing- congratulations, you've made a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but for me, I liked the fact that I, 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 you pointed it out, and now I think that is the case. The Rick and Morty isms 
of this movie are, are kind of what hit me the hardest. Yeah. Because I liked them the most. Oh, yeah. I would say. <laughs> and it, they just entertained me the highest. Yeah. Uh, so I liked those a lot. But also, I was a big fan of just, um, I guess, the seriousness that Ant-Man now has as a character. Yeah. Where he's finally no longer faking in a way. He's no longer posturing it. It's just he knows what he's done. Yeah. Right? Before it was just, hey, I'm not a superhero. And then it turned into, wait, maybe I am a superhero. I did help save the world. And then he fucking <laughs> fights Thanos. Yeah. And then it's just, <laughs> then he's an endgame fighting Thanos. Yeah. And now he's in a place where he's like, I am a superhero. I am officially an Avenger. And that's who I am now. Yeah. And he almost has that acceptance. Yeah. Right? wrote a book about it <laughs> I wrote a book about it cassie calls him out on it of just i you're an avenger you should be doing more and he's yeah. just no i've done the most extreme part of being an avenger and i don't want to do that right now yeah i want a normal life to a degree right he doesn't want to get sucked into it in the same way yeah exactly and i think this movie did a good job of showcasing that part of him which is the ant-man that we saw at that scene in ant-man and this movie this third ant-man movie I don't need to win. I just need both of us to lose. Mm. That Ant-Man did not exist before anything else we ever saw. Yeah. The Ant-Man that said that shit, the Ant-Man that jumped into danger throughout this entire fucking film. Yeah. The Ant-Man that stood up to Kang in yeah. a prison cell and was getting tortured. That shit, that Ant-Man did not exist. Yeah. Is he my was point. Molded by Endgame. <laughs> he was molded through his what he went through. And yeah. that's what I like the most, I think, is that we saw an evolved version of Scott. Yeah. An evolved version of Ant-Man. Somebody who who knew their place and what they were doing. Yeah. And stood up for it and did it. And that I think was a nice change of character. Um Yeah, and that's that's it. Uh, it was a little cheeky with just, here come the ants. And I was joking with you. It's a fucking Zerg rush in the movie. <laughs> Quite literally. It was like kind of terrifying to watch. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, it's a fucking Zerg rush. It looks like the Starcraft scenes when they show the Zerg invading a city. And then like the giant ant like yeah, collapsing yes. a plane. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It was, it would make sense if you had giant ants. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's. We panic enough when we see a, a few ants in the kitchen. Like, oh my God, there's ants. Like, yeah. Oh no, they're in. Yeah. Now think about fucking, they're the size of, they're bigger than you. They're, they're bigger cars. than cars. They're cars, <laughs> right? There's thousands of them. Yes. Um, yeah. It's terrifying. And those had like armor plating and lasers and shit. Yeah. yeah. No. So um, a little cheeky, but I thought that wasn't too bad. Um, one of my favorite things that became one of my favorite things after I saw the movie and I read Reddit comments was when uh, Scott went down into the probability storm, when he went down into the engine core and he started yes. splitting off into all the different things. Yeah. Kang couldn't go in there because if Kang went in there, he would probably have infinite Kangs and they would all probably try murdering each other because <laughs> that's how he is. Yeah. Uh, but Ant, uh, pff, Scott, Ant-Man, Went down in there and all of him worked together and made like a tower to try to reach like the ant thing. tower. Yeah. Like ants. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's really cool. Actually. Like he's still Ant-Man. He learned so much from ants that that's how all of the different versions of him thought to solve that. That was really cool. Um, yeah. So there were, there were definitely some cool parts. Um, Kang. 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 Kang getting overrun by the ants was like a little disappointing, but they were an army of super smart thousands of year old ants. 
Um, and then like, it, they just like ripped up his suit. Obviously we saw he was somehow all the way back up in the tower when Scott went back up into the tower. He's and, pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, I, I liked how it, there was like power given to his suit. Like he was just a nice dude trying to fix his ship at the beginning until he got his suit back. And then even though the ship wouldn't work and the core was destroyed, he still had a suit. So he was, that made him, then he became a conqueror and he made this whole city, uh, down in the quantum realm. So that was interesting. And then, um, and when his suit broke, then we got to see like, oh, he still beats the shit out of Scott. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting too. Um, do you think he's dead? No, I think he is. I don't think he is because the the because the main character even says it in a way. And Scott at the end when he and has everything his is all good, or is it? Is it? He went away, right? Right. Like, he's trying to get out, and we didn't let him get out. That's right. fine, right? He's, <laughs> he's 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 gone, right? He's <laughs> he's definitely gone. He's not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that, by the way. Yeah, that came out of nowhere, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's menacing." Well, it's because it goes back to the whole we are supposed to f- align with being Scott. Yeah. In these experiences, that which is why that's how that that's always told. Yeah. And that's because that's how we feel as the audience. We think he's gone. Yeah. And now we see the main character going, he's gone, right? Yeah. I think he's gone. I didn't just kill everyone, did I? <laughs> I, I yeah, right? Yeah. That was so, cool. That's the other thing I'm confused about. And maybe this is because I don't know anything about Kang. Was that a good Kang? No. That was the worst Kang. Um, so a little bit about Kang, whose name is Nathaniel Richards. Mm-hmm who is the great descendant. He's in like the, he's in the, he lives in the year 3000 something like Mm -hmm. 3045 or something like that. He is the great descendant of Reed Richards. Fantastic. Smartest man alive. Yeah. (laughs) Cause there's not enough smart people. (laughs) Um, so fantastic for Reed Richards. He is the descendant of him. So Nathaniel Richards is super duper smart uh, as well. You know, not enough smart people. Um, and he like unlocks time travel and stuff like that. He goes to different multiverses and different uh, universes and things like that. Finds uh, different versions of himself uh, who are all trying to do the same thing, but he wants to protect his own timeline. So in Loki, we saw He Who Remains or whatever. He was trying to protect the sacred timeline, which I don't think we still really know a whole lot about. I don't think that's super a thing in the comics. Um, but there's incursions, so when timelines split off because of something, they could knock into another timeline, which is when we, we saw that in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, the, like the evil music-based Doctor Strange, who Doctor Strange fights. Um, his world was uh, the victim of an incursion, um, so two universes colliding, and it gets real wacky. So Kang tries to prevent those. Kang the Conqueror, he goes and he conquers all these timelines, but he just wipes out timelines. He's like, that one's going to win. Yours is going to lose. Bye. And just decimates entire. Like, think of Thanos trying to destroy half of all life in the universe. Kang is destroying universes. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) just to snip that one so the other one doesn't get fucked up. Um, So he is a higher tier bad guy. Um, Okay. But in terms of present danger to our universe, the universe that our characters are in, um, Thanos was, I think, a little bit more immediate. 
So there's infinite versions of Kangs. They have a Council of Kang, which is very much like the Council of Rick. We saw it in the post credit scene. There's infinite Ricks. There's infinite, infinite Ricks, infinite Kangs. Uh, and there's all different sorts, as we saw. We saw a yeah. bunch of normal-looking Kangs. We saw the alien-looking one. We saw, like, a pharaoh one, like an old, like, samurai-looking one. And then, uh, like, a super futuristic, like, bald, no-eyebrows one. Those have... Those are specific characters. They are versions of Kang, but they have names. And they're like the three heads of uh, of the Council of Kings or whatever. So the reason I think he's dead is because he was Kang the Conqueror. He was probably the most dangerous single Kang. But now that he's gone, all the other Kangs are free to do whatever they want again. So that's like the present danger to our oh, universe. Oh, so they were again. living in fear of him. Yeah, I think there was him and he who remains. He who remains kept the sacred timeline clear. And then when Sylvie kills him at the end of Loki, uh, he like says this whole thing and he was like, uh, you can work for me or whatever and keep the timeline pure or you could kill me and you're going to have to deal with an infinite versions, infinite amount of me. <laughs> and then uh, she kills him and he's like, all right, see you soon. And he dies, which means that other versions of Kang are coming. And then in this one, we got Kang the Conqueror. He's the one with the two scars on his eyes. Um, He's the one who went out and like trimmed all the other timelines. So he's a pretty big baddie. But was he targeting specifically Kangs or just timelines? Both. Because I think Kangs were causing the splits. So in each timeline, he's fighting his Kangs. Yeah. Like the version of him in those timelines causing risky incursions. And he's killed infinite amount of Avengers already. He was like, are you the one with the hammer? (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, so that's menacing <laughs> that's, that's that, that was a that was a, a single line that, that tried that conveyed a lot and in uh loki remember that guy had infinity stones in his desk drawer and you're yeah. like oh yeah some of us use them as paperweights yeah that's they he worked for kang <laughs> so like a version of gang so there's definitely some there's some wacky stuff uh that's gonna happen as a result of that so i think he's dead but even worse there's now an infinite number of kangs who could come for our earth and the three through incursions through incursions or just through time travel or like multiversal travel if other of uh, other ones have multiversal engines they could show up so they all have the same desire to to do what conquer other timelines i think conquer their timeline mostly and just do some wacky time travel multiversal shit i still don't know a whole lot about king either okay um so that's kind of what i know um so that's very interesting and then we got the loki post credit scene which was so menacing and cool. And I didn't know that was a Loki post credit scene until like it was happening. And uh, there was that character who they said his name, his name was on like a board on the stage. Uh, and it was like a completely wacky name. And he's talking about time travel or something like that. He didn't have the scars on his face. So it's not the same Kang we saw in this movie. And then uh, Mobius and Loki were like, Oh, that's him. Oh, he's a monster. So Loki season two might be about, like time traveling going to different time travel going to different timelines or multiverses to stop individual versions of kang but maybe just getting overwhelmed and be like there's an infinite amount we can't do this and then maybe loki gathering up the avengers for avengers 5 and be like listen (laughs) y'all some ant-man guy fucked this all up (laughs) now we need to clean up this universe or something like that. so so that statement you just said is what i've been thinking ever since i saw this movie yeah should they have let kang escape should they have let him escape? Yeah. I think if Janet let Kang escape way back when, before she messed up his core, he would have like fucked up infinite amount of universes, but not our universe. So like 
I think she, I mean, that's, yikes, that's like the train track issue. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's what I'm saying, though, because if you were talking about the inevitability of, of this person's destiny in every timeline, yeah, then is it better at that point, sh- should Jana have trusted him and been, yeah, you're doing what you have to do, let's get out of here? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? I think a lot of this is Jonathan Majors just being great. And I wanted to be like, you're a great guy, man. Yeah, Janet, you should have gone with him. And be like, hey, you got to do what you got to do. I don't know your business. That ain't my fight. And good luck against Creed later. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I think he doesn't even say just I had there's no intentions for your time. Yeah, life. I'll leave yours alone because you helped me. Like yes. I made a deal with you. Yeah, yeah, I would have been. OK, deal's a deal. Let's get out of here. Hey, high five. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> take my hand. What do I got to do? Do I yeah. take a seat? Do I stand? Just, <laughs> just, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, just, that's what I would have done. But I've never been in, and I've never been that close to, you know, a mass murderer. Yeah. So I can't really say that that's. She was also in the quantum realm for who knows how long at that point. Um, well, she was in there for a total of 30 years. Total of 30 years. But we don't know when she met Kang. I don't know if he ages. But, like, he looks the same as... I mean, maybe he aged a little bit. They may have aged I mean, he, he's human. Yeah. If he's he a is. descendant of Reed, then... Yeah. But he's, like, a super in the future human, so maybe they have longer lifespans or something like that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, where do you get his power? So, did, he's... Did he build it? Super smart. He built his suit. His suit is, like, unfathomably advanced technology, which Janet does mention. Like, his technology is millennia beyond ours. Um, and he's just incredibly smart. So, like, he figured out multiversal travel um, and stuff like that. So he's like super futuristic, ruthless Iron Man, essentially. He's super smart, and he built this incredibly powerful suit. Okay. And he has all this incredibly powerful technology. Yeah, so when you saw all the Kangs in the council yeah. celebrating. Yeah. And they were like hype as fuck <laughs> like like s- like savage seems like the wrong word but some of them are just like script like um what's the maori uh chant the haka <laughs> they were yeah. like haka chanting yeah. <laughs> and i was like okay damn these guys mean business yeah so that made me wonder why what are they so hype about the conqueror is dead they all knew that we could go wreak havoc now yeah i guess yeah Interesting. We'll see. See, I wanted to see what the council was going to say. I think we will. You think so? In Avengers 5. Do you know what Avengers 5 is called? No. Can I tell you, please? Now that you've seen this movie? Sure. It's called Avengers 5, The Kang Dynasty. So That sounds like it's starting something, not ending something. I think it's going to be the something. I think Kang is going to be built up. To that movie, and then like the big Kang problem is going to start and finish in that movie. Start and finish. I mean, I guess because Avengers Six has a different title. Wait, that's it, been announced. Yeah, Avengers Five and Six. Yeah. What are the release dates? Long time. Avengers Five and Six are actually like eleven months apart from each other. Well, I mean, but there it's in like twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six. I want to say. That's not far. Uh, Avengers Six. Do I want to tell you? I'm just going to tell you the title. I don't know if it'll mean much to you unless you look it up. Is it? Okay. Secret Wars. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's what it's called, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because Secret Wars, I thought, or no, um, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. I keep that. That's what it is. I keep getting them confused. Secret Invasion should be starting like any day now on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, well, we just have Secret- Mando start, so it's going to start Ooh. the flip flopping again of. Hey, here's Mando. Oh, uh, uh, here's Marvel. Oh, don't cancel. Don't cancel. Oh, here's Marvel. Here's Marvel. Oh, here's Star Wars again. Here's, here's Ahsoka. Mando. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Um, yeah. I uh, I think overall, I'm still like, yeah, it was fine. I enjoyed watching it. Like every Marvel movie. I haven't not enjoyed going to any single Marvel movie. Eternals. I enjoyed it. I. You, we didn't I go didn't. together, right? Yes, you we did. You had a way worse experience than I did. I thought we went together. I think we saw it separately. I thought we went together because you told me all about your incredibly frustrating movie experience. Okay, I don't no, we didn't think I experienced together. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't enjoy the uh, the seven year old kid who was live vlogging next to me, walking around with his camera on. See, I remember that, but was that Eternals? That was. That's what I just said, Eternals. But I think that was a different movie that we saw. That I think that was like Doctor Strange or something. No, I think Dr. that was more strange. Recent. Was the kid was sitting and vlogging? <laughs> Eternals. Oh, the kid right. was right next to me, walking around. Cool. And I was like, I could kick this fucking kid. <laughs> I could kick him. This kid's in kicking. Yeah, range. I think we saw Eternals separately. Yeah, and that way skewed your perception of that movie. Yes, but I I enjoyed it. I th- it had problems, but I think the biggest problem with Eternals is that it's completely disconnected from the entire thing. The entire thing. It didn't. It's another Black Widow movie. Hey, we're going to give you this movie that has no connection and it's way too long. That's like the theme of Phase 4, which we're out of, by the way. I know. And, and officially kicked off Phase 5. But like all of Phase 4 like led nowhere. There wasn't a single team-up movie. Unless you caught Doctor Strange or Spider-Man, or which I don't. Hawkeye? That was just Hawkeye and new Hawkeye. Yeah, that's a team-up. Okay. Um, but I don't know. It, none of these seem to be leading anywhere. Like uh phase one through three each thing like added a new fiber to the weave and everything built to one thing i doubt that everything we've seen in phase four is going to lead to one thing whether that's Avengers five or six or fucking does if moon knight and miss marvel and ant-man and dr strange and the eternals and eternals are all in secret wars somehow they all come together in Secret War. No freaking way. Angelina Jolie comes crashing down. And the X-Men and Deadpool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in fight. <laughs> what a shot. Already. See? we The seed has been planted here, folks. The seed has been planted here. When Deadpool says some of his witty shit as he pulls out his swords and Angelina Jolie lands and fucking does some weird shit to pull out some kind of weapon <laughs> and then they face down whatever uh, uh, war thing is in front of them, you're going to go, holy shit, we have Ryan Reynolds and Angelina Jolie in a Marvel Avengers movie and you're going to say, you know what? I heard this back on the Geek and Destroy podcast. Yeah. Back in 2023. Yeah. Holy shit, <laughs> they called it. Back in 2023. <laughs> Holy shit, they called it. I think uh, what he said, facing whatever war that is, <laughs> the Secret Wars is a famous comic line. And if they do it with the same villain, which I think they have to, um, because it's like, how do you top Thanos? Kang. All right, well, how do you top Kang? Super Kang. This person. And that person is my favorite Marvel villain of all time. And I don't think I'm going to oh. tell you who it is. 
So here's something I was wondering in power bands, because this is something that's been a thing since Dragon this Ball This person Z. is the top of the power band. That's Dr. Doom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's Dr. Doom. This, Dr. Doom is the villain in Which, Secret Wars. I never knew he was that strong. Yeah, he's like God Emperor. <laughs> like, <laughs> But well, how did he even get his power? I don't recall. He's incredibly intelligent. <laughs> He's so smart. He's so smart. That's his power. He's so smart, Dubs. You can't believe how smart this guy is. You think you've seen some smarties. Wait until you see this smart man. <laughs> but he's literally like so charismatic and smart and clever that he... Uh... I'm going to be honest. The only Doctor Doom I know is from the Fantastic Four movie. Yikes. <laughs> criminally with uh under poorly done with uh what's her name jessica alba jessica alba and chris evans yeah ewan groff or whatever his name is and chris evans that's right yep maybe chris evans as human (gasps) torch will show up in secret wars what if they do that what if they do that (laughs) i'd lose my mind he said he doesn't want to play captain america anymore what if he comes back to human torch there's there's he lands he's on fire he fucking does this giant flamethrower spiral he blows everybody up and then it zooms in and then the flames turn off and it's fucking chris evans (laughs) he's like what's up boners yeah (laughs) whatever his character was like can you imagine that shit Why do we have the greatest ideas for for this franchise that 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 for some reason the heads of the franchise don't want to implement? Every two dudes sitting in a room together have the greatest ideas of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess so, uh, we'll see. Secret Invasion, uh, which is coming out soon, I'm actually quite excited for it because okay. it's kind of a smaller project. Kind okay. of probably won't lead anywhere crazy, uh, but it's a very cool thing. It's feels very. Uh, winter soldier captain america winter soldier story where it's these these shape-shifting aliens have infiltrated all sorts of levels of the world power and government and whatever um so it'll be like this whole like who is who isn't uh kind of spy thriller thing that's the show that you're talking about yeah i think it's gonna be very short like six episodes disney plus so that, that'll be a fun ride. But I thought you were talking about Doctor Doom here. And then Secret Wars, Doctor Doom. There's going to be a Fantastic Four movie. We know that. Uh, the casting hasn't been confirmed yet. But so, hopefully they introduce uh, Doctor Doom. Because uh, I thought he got his power by accident. I See, because in the, the movies, that's, really how I, that's how I remember in the movies. Because that's how the Fantastic Four got their, got their shit. It was all by accident. It was an accident. That, and they That's all just... definitely how it happened in the, in the Chris Evans, Jessica Alba movie. Um but I don't, uh, I'm not super uh, familiar of his backstory. I just know some of the ice cold shit that he has done. <laughs> and he is like, why is he, why is he scarier, more powerful than everybody else? He uh, just decides that Thanos is dead. There's one thing where like Thanos is trying to start some shit with him and he just like places his hand on him and he turns to like mush. He just disappears. <laughs> he, he just, I, he just pulls some crazy shit to like, use his intellect and charisma to gain all the power in the world where it's almost like what if where Ultron, like what if Ultron was actually put in the vision's body? And then what if that version of Ultron gets all the infinity stones and he's like omni powerful, Mm -hmm. that's kind of Dr. Doom where like, he's so smart that he just, 
the domino effect of the dominoes getting bigger, 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 he becomes God Emperor Doctor Doom and can like control the entire multiverse with like a snap of his fingers. Um, what happens if we see fucking that Ultron? Because that Ultron doesn't get killed; it gets trapped. Yes, in in the Mind Stone or something like that. Some spell no, or something. No, it gets like trapped that. in a dimension. I thought. Yeah, in a mirror dimension. Mirror dimension. With bad guy doctor strange or something yeah Yeah. maybe maybe i like not to overhype my expectations release that ultron to fight dr doom oh my lord (laughs) (laughs) but i not to overhype my expectations but i'm expecting some wacky ass shit for secret wars what do you mean wacky like imagine how unprecedented it was to get the first avengers movie and it's like six of these main characters all teaming up to fight one villain like that was crazy when it came out and it was loki and it was loki but it was iron man and thor and captain america and hulk and black widow and hawkeye all teaming up and they're all huge celebrities playing on these characters and then look how they dialed it up for endgame <laughs> secret wars is going to be that again like look at endgame look how they dialed it up for secret wars like that's what I'm kind of expecting. I wonder who's playing Dr. Doom. Godspeed <laughs> to, got, to that person. You got big shoes here. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> no, he can't no, be that I know. evil. But think about just how well Josh Brolin played Thanos. Yeah. He's still considered. And Jonathan Majors is giving him a run for his money. Yeah. Off one movie. One movie. And Loki. And we've already seen him act so differently as all these kings. We've yeah. s- we've seen like five kings. We saw He Who Remains. We saw Kang the Conqueror. We saw the three heads of the Council of Kings. We saw six, and then we saw the one the back in time one at the Loki post credit scene. So we've seen six versions of Kang. They are all very unique. Um, so that's really cool of Jonathan Majors. Like, what if there are six completely unique versions of Thanos? Um, that's kind of what this is like, but they're all super smart psychopaths. <laughs> also just very charismatic in their own way. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. It, uh, it's got to be someone like huge. It's got to be like the last A-list celebrity that they haven't gotten yet. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. <gasps> <laughs> it could be something crazy like that. Yeah. Who else would it be? I don't know. It, it A-list wise, who else would it be? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it off air, I think, but uh this one's this one's going quite long and we didn't even talk about Mando, so we'll have to talk about that next episode. Okay. okay. Thanks for going to see that movie with me. I'll see you at the next one, which is going to be Guardians and we're going to fucking cry our eyeballs out. I haven't seen anything. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay. And um, I am going to cry at that movie. You sure? At least once. You sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The trailer. The trailers are good so far. We have two trailers. I I could guess at some plot points, but they I think they're throwing up a lot of um, what's it called? Flags. Flat, not flags, like smoke and mirrors and stuff like that of like there could be a lot of things that happen. And I don't think all of them are going to happen, but I think they've hinted at things that are going to happen, but they've over hinted that like anything could happen. Uh, I'm trying to be as vague as I can, but, um, what does that come out? May 5th or something like that. I'm going to be going to the movies a lot 
coming up. We got Mario coming out April 4th or something like that. We've got the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which I'm seeing with a bunch of my nerd friends. I'm probably not going to see that in theater. I'll let you know how it is. I think you'll like it. Because I'll, 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 like I'll be it. honest, it doesn't look bad. Yeah, it looks fun. It as looks hell. fun as hell. Yeah, yeah, it looks fun as hell. It looks just like a fun, fun movie. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Oh, that's somebody who hasn't been into Marvel. Oh, Chris wait. Pine. Yeah, Chris Pine. He's no, in, he's he in DC. He's a Wonder he? Woman. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, he could. Which he holy could shit, he's a, such a good actor. <gasps> Henry Cavill as Doctor Doom. <laughs> that's it. That's my pick. <laughs> that's literally my pick that's it (laughs) he's such a smarty he's He's got the face he's got the black hair he's got the charisma uh and i think he could be menacing as hell like when we saw he was menacing just in in the extra credits as evil superman he was menacing yeah he was superman at like black adam no oh no at the end of justice league of justice league credits Yeah, yeah 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 He was fucking terrifying. And even like when they wake him up, he's like, hey, sorry for being dead. <laughs> he was like menacing in that. Dude, fucking um, Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. He was, Dude, he was, that's my doom. He was terrifying in that, too. <laughs> Henry, when he, when he reloads his arms. <laughs> um, did you see somebody interviewed him about that? Like, I want to ask you about this clip. What is that? He goes, I don't know. It just felt so good. I felt like <laughs> I was ready to go. I had to lock and load my arms. So he literally did that as like a chink chink. I mean, I do that to snap my wrists. No, he did it to Dude. lock and load his arms. <laughs> I like how he um, punched a pocket open. <laughs> that's my Dr. Doom. That's it. He could be a good, a good hey, Dr. Doom. Sorry, uh, James Gunn fired you from DC. Do you want to play the best villain of all time? And our like penultimate not penultimate our finale avengers movie of all time <sighs> it could work it okay. could work Ooh, right. now i'm all i'm all hot and bothered okay all right <laughs> all right everybody we'll uh we'll talk about mando next week yes and uh give us a give us a rating please we could really use it and uh share this with a friend if you think they would hate what we said about ant-man or agree with what we said about ant-man uh, send it to him. We're trying to grow a little bit. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bye. Till next time. Here we go. Here we go now. Here we go now. Here we go now. Here we go now. Hey. Here we go now. Hi, everybody. Here we go now. Hi. Here we go now. <laughs> okay.